Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. But before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's study in Revelation 21, called The New Heaven and New Earth. Well, it's interesting to think about all of these 12s again. So we have, he measured the wall, and you have the 144 cubits, according to human measurements, which apparently angels have the same measuring tools as we do, which is also angelic measurements. So if you ever hear about an angel that's six foot two, apparently that's the same as our six foot two. That, you guys got that? That wasn't too deep a theology tonight, was it? Anyway, there's some different views on this. Some people think it's the thickness of the wall. Some people think it's the height of the wall. Yet another view says the 144 cubits is a multiple of 12, as also the 12,000 stadia. And perhaps this is a message of wholeness pointing back to God's people and the church and the bride because the city intersects with the bride, and the bride is the city in some respect, and 12, and if you take the 12s, you speak of wholeness, and there you go. And the material of the wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like, have you ever seen something like this? Pure gold, but it was like clear glass. So jasper is something amazing, a precious stone of various colors, uh, it has some purple, others blue, others green, others uh, the colors of brass. Uh, you might notice the, the city here, pure gold. And everything in the Holy of Holies was overlaid with what? With gold. That's uh, Exodus 25. The material of the massive city wall was made out of jasper. It's the same diamond-like stone mentioned in verse 11. It's pure gold like clear glass. This may, be, may not be like any material we've ever seen before. I think we're going to have our mind blown with the colors and the sparkle of this city. It's going to be like if you've ever taken your lady shopping for a diamond and you know how that jeweler is. He, he sets up the black velvet background and he shines every light known to man on that diamond. And it goes... And she's like, ah, and you're like, hold on a minute. Let me see how much money I got. You guys take credit, payment plans. The foundation stones of the city wall were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth Sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh hyacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. These are incredible jewels and diamonds, and it's interesting to think about uh, that these precious stones were set in four rows of three on the breastplate of the high priest. And interestingly enough, it was only the high priest who could go into the Holy of Holies and that once a year and that not without blood. 
and the jewels that represent the 12 tribes being close to the heart of God, um, they show up again. Some of these names have changed. So some people say there's eight of the 12 in this list, and, and maybe it's 12 of 12, but I would tend to think it's 12 of 12. You can do a little bit more study on that. Uh, you can, if you want to see the breast uh, piece of the high priest, read Exodus 28, 17 through 20, and Exodus 39, 10 through 13. Quickly, the foundation stone was jasper, which is previously noted best identified as a diamond. Sapphire is a brilliant blue stone. Chalcedony is an agate stone from Chalcedon region of what is now modern Turkey. It's sky blue in color with colored stripes. The fourth emerald is a bright green stone. The fifth sardonyx is a red and white stripe stone. The sixth sardius is a common quartz stone found in various shades of red. The seventh chrysolite is a transparent gold or yellow-hued stone. The eighth is beryl, a stone found in various colors, including shades of green, yellow, blue. The ninth is topaz, a yellow-green stone. The tenth was chrysoprase, a gold-tinted green stone. The eleventh was hyacinth, a blue-violet-colored stone. In John's day, though, the modern equivalent is a red or reddish-brown zircon. The twelfth was amethyst, which is a purple stone. Incredible colors in the walls of the city. And then when God's glory shines on the stones, guess what happens? Oh, it's a dazzling light show. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Have you ever looked up at the stars on a clear night and went, wow. And that's just a lot of white. Can you imagine what this city is going to be like? When you just cruise around for a little bit, the brightly colored stones refract the shining brilliance of God's glory into the panoply of beautiful colors. It's a spectrum of dazzling colors flashing from the New Jerusalem throughout the created or renovated universe. If you get to, you know, do you know how uh, sometimes they'll show a, uh, a person who's in space and uh, they're looking back at planet Earth and you see the beautiful blue and, and so forth? Can you imagine if, uh, if it's possible in the New Jerusalem to travel, and Henry Morris suggested this, in the New Tr Jerusalem with our new bodies and so forth, he thinks that we might have options to travel vertically. Can you imagine? Where do you want to go today? I don't know. Let's go vertical today. We've been going horizontal for the last couple of days. Let's go vertical. There's an ice cream shop up there that I really like. And you get a great view of the New Jerusalem from up there. All right, let's go. Imagine, take a, a lick of one of the thousand and however many flavors there are of ice cream there because you don't gain any weight. So it's awesome. You just eat and eat and eat. <laughs> just look at the CD. <laughs> it's good. My idea of heaven right there. <laughs> Isaiah 54, 11 through 13 says, O afflicted ones, storm-tossed and not comforted. Behold, I will set your stones in antimony. Your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of, of rubies, your gates of crystal, your entire wall of precious stones. And all your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. Have you ever been on one of those websites where you look at the homes of the rich and famous, and you might see some gold inlays or incredible chandeliers and things like that. And your first reaction is kind of like this. Oh, geez, that's, boy, that's some opulence there. 
what did they spend on that chandelier? Man, I get a new car for that, you know. And you're a little bitter. <laughs> but then a thought hits you, you know. I wonder what it'd be like just to take one day in that home, just that bathtub alone is as big as my garage. <laughs> well, I just want to test it, you know. This is an incredible place. It's a brilliant place. There's 12 gates, verse 21, and they are 12 pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. There are, these are the famous pearly gates. There they are. And each one is a giant pearl. Amazing stuff. This new heaven and new earth is indeed the ultimate holy ground. And I saw no temple in it, 22, for the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. God is its temple. There's no need for a physical structure, if you will, because God is our hiding place. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my strong tower. And incredibly, right now, he has made me his temple. He lives in me and you. Do you believe that? He says, let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. But one day, we're going to be right there in the beauty of this place. People are so worried about silver and gold, silver and gold, but gold is going to be the pavement of this city. It's going to be amazing. And so the city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. There's no greater light. The one who is described here made the sun, the moon, and the book of Genesis says, and he made the stars also. <laughs> it's almost like an afterthought. What do you mean he made the stars also? Have you seen the size of those stars? Betelgeese and all of those weird names? They're so huge, you can't even begin to even imagine the size of these things. And God just boom, 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 boom. He made the stars, and he outshines them all. Every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, a Jewish expression to say the Father made the sun, moon, and the stars, but the Father of lights you know, makes me think here of the, fa the fact that he is like God, his light, and in him there is what? No darkness at all. It's a place of light, a place of beauty. His amazing light outshines them all. And there, because Jesus Christ is God the Son, there he is. The lamp of the city is the lamb. Violence will not be heard again in your land devastation or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give its light, give you light. But you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. Your sun will set no more, 
neither will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning will be finished. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. That's Isaiah 60, 18 through 21. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Visit the Walk in Truth store today and get the DVD series in Revelation by Michael Lance. The book of Revelation reveals the person and work of Jesus Christ. This book will give you a unique glimpse into heaven and the worship that happens there. It also reveals the future. We see the seven-sealed scroll, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the mark of the beast, and learn about the new heaven and the new earth. Join Michael Lance in these DVD series of the dramatic, often sobering book. Visit the Walk in Truth store today to order your copy of the DVDs, all available to help you dive deeper into the book of Revelation. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. The one who is described here made the sun, the moon, and the book of Genesis says, and he made the stars also. <laughs> it's almost like an afterthought. What do you mean he made the stars also? Have you seen the size of those stars? Betelgeese and all of those weird names? They're so huge, you can't even begin to even imagine the size of these things. And God just boom, 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 boom. He made the stars. And he outshines them all. Every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, a Jewish expression to say the Father made the sun, moon, and the stars, but the Father of lights you know, makes me think here of the, fa- the fact that he is light. God is light, and in him there is what? No darkness at all. It's a place of light, a place of beauty. His amazing light outshines them all, and there... Because Jesus Christ is God the Son, there he is. The lamp of the city is the Lamb. Violence will not be heard again in your land. Devastation or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give its light, give you light. But you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. Your sun will set no more, neither will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning will be finished. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. That's Isaiah 60, 18 through 21. And the nations shall walk by its light. The kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. And in the daytime, for there shall be no night there, its gate shall never be closed, and we will be on the inside of this city. I look at today's 
crime rate and concerns. Uh, if you've ever had stuff stolen out of your out of your car or your home broken into, it's a it's a big time bummer. And the reason is is because you have this space that you count on. You have your stuff there. And it's hard to imagine that someone would violate that space, but people do. A couple years back, we had a, a man who tried to break into our home. He was, luckily for us, we weren't home. He was caught by our neighbor. Our neighbor saw him, what he was doing, and called the police, and they took him in. And it turned out that, you know, he told the police that he had asked for our permission to go into the backyard. That was interesting because we weren't home. But he had taken something out of my little shed and was trying to to uh, basically take a, like a crowbar and, and break into my home. Uh, I had a 120-pound uh, shepherd mix. He was Shepherd Great Dane. He almost looked like Scooby-Doo. But he was very friendly, too. So I, I wish I would have had camera footage to know if he was just <laughs> someone to play with or if he was trying to be mean. But anyway. Or if he just went... Reggie? <laughs> I don't know. I hear that there's some places in the country where people don't lock their doors at night in their cars, and I guess those places exist. But just when you think there's a place you move to that's safe, then something happens because all it takes is one bad apple to spoil your vacation paradise. Well, they, that is the ones streaming into this place, they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And nothing unclean, no one who practices abominations, abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. This will be a place for the people of God. Now, um, as we move into Revelation 22, I'm just going to, read as just to kind of whet our appetite a little bit more about this city, and we'll come back and break this down next time. But I just want to read up to verse 5, because I think the, the ending of here is beautiful. It's, it says, He showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. You'll notice it keeps talking about uh, the Father and the Son, or the throne of God and the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of this river that flowed out from the throne was the tree of life. It was bearing 12 kinds of fruit. Again, I'll, I, I give you that number 12. You can think about how literal to take that. It was yielding its fruit every what? There's how many months again? There's, there's another 12. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now, this is interesting because if this is, some people say this is the eternal state like beyond the millennium? If it is, it's interesting that we seem to have time here because we have a mention of every what? Every month. So if this is the eternal state, it seems weird that there's a mention of a month here because then there's time. So it might be better to see this, and this is what I would lean towards, that this is actually the millennial reign of Christ. There's no longer, there shall no longer be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his bondservants shall serve him. And they, and you might want to just write we there if you're a Christian, we shall see what? His face. His name shall be on their foreheads, 
And there shall no longer be any night. There shall no, they shall not have need of the light of a lamp nor of the light of the sun. Apparently, anybody in the lighting business has gone out of business. Because the Lord God shall illumine them. And they shall reign forever and ever. This is God's word. It's good news, isn't it? There's a remarkable incident that occurred recently at a wedding in England, says one writer. A young man of large wealth and high social position, he had been blinded by an accident when he was 10 years old. He won a bunch of university honors in spite of his blindness. He courted and won a beautiful bride, and although he had never looked upon her face, a little while before his marriage, he submitted himself to a course of treatment by experts And the climax of that treatment was to occur on his wedding day. The the day came, the presence, the guests. There were cabinet ministers, generals, bishops, learned men, a large number of fashionable men and women. William Montague Dyke, dressed for the altar, his eyes still shrouded in linen, was driven to the church by his father. The oculist met them in the vestry. The bride, Miss Cave, entered the building on the arm of her white-haired father, the admiral, who was all decked out in the blue and gold lace of the quarter deck. So moved was she that she could hardly speak. Was her lover at last to see her face, the face that others admired, but which he knew only through his delicate fingertips. As she neared the altar, while the soft strains of the wedding march played through the church, her eyes fell on a strange group. Sir William Hart Dyke stood there with his son. Before the latter was the oculist in the act of cutting away the last bandage. William Montague Dyke took a step forward and with the spasmodic uncertainty of one who cannot believe that he is awake, a beam of rose-colored light from a pane in the chancel window fell across his face. But he did not seem to see it. Did he see anything? Yes. Recovering in an instance his steadiness of men and with a dignity and joy never seen before on his face, he went forward to meet his bride. They looked into each other's eyes And one would have thought that his eyes would never wander from her face ever again. At last, she said, at last, he echoed solemnly, bowing his head. That was a scene of great dramatic power and no doubt of great joy to both the bridegroom and his bride. It is a suggestion of what will happen one day when we see Jesus Christ. We've been walking through a world of trial, a world that's under a curse, a world of uncertainty and often pain and trial. Now we see in a mirror dimly, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, then we will see what? Face to face. Now I know in part, then I will know even as I am known. And then Paul says, and now abide faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and that was the conclusion of his study in Revelation 21, called The New Heaven and New Earth. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment, but if you're benefiting from this program, we could really use your help. We'd like to reach out to more people across the nation, and radio is still a strong media source in our society, and we have more communities that we would like to reach out with God's Word and equip them to reach out to. We could use your help to get there. Could you or your business support Walk in Truth? Our goal right now is to raise $30,000 to add a cluster of stations. Your donations of any size gets us closer to that goal. Please give today. You can give online or by mail. 
Visit walkintruth.com for details. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, friends, it's amazing that we are going to begin the last chapter of Revelation. And it's been a blessing to go through this book with you. I, I pray you've been blessed. I pray you've been able to maybe purchase some of the products or go back and listen to the earlier messages and really find a good, solid understanding of the book of Revelation. And, and look, you know, if you're coming to the end of the study with us and you're like, man, I have more questions than answers, hey, that's all right. Keep digging. Keep searching out the Word of God. This is a, a deep book, no doubt. But as you get into the revelation of Jesus Christ, man, it's so encouraging and exhilarating and, and even sobering. But, you know, it will make sure that you stay on track with the Lord, and that's a great thing. Hey, by the way, speaking of staying on track with the Lord, we have a Wednesday night study going in the book of Job each Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. Hey, the church is located at 1009 Arsenal Way. Think of the armor of God and suiting up. 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. So we have a Wednesday night worship service, begins at 7. You can find out information and directions. Come out and join us in the book of Job. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars. Download it and you can find out all the information you need. God bless you. We'll see you here. When you tune in tomorrow, we'll be listening to Pastor Michael's study in Revelation 22 called The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.